the administration of the city. And as you go through this, you'll understand why the mayor plays sort of a significant role in this process, but then yields to city council in the end. So to begin the meeting, uh, let's just call to order. And if you would join me in standing and setting our pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We're going to amend the agenda to do something that's really important, and that is going to administer the oath of office to all of you. Instead of individually doing this, we're going to have you all stand and we're going to do a, a mass swearing. So I would suggest that you speak softly and uh, do the best you can and don't worry about it. Um, if you miss a word here and there, uh, you know, you'll catch up in the next line. So if you would please stand and raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Jerry Ruby. I, Greg Scalish. Do solemnly swear and affirm. Do solemnly swear and affirm. That I shall uphold the Constitution of the United States. That I shall uphold the Constitution of the United States. The statutes and the Constitution of the State of Ohio. Statutes and the Constitution of the State of Ohio. The Charter Ordinances of the City of Rexville. Charter Ordinances of the City of Rexville. And that I shall faithfully, honestly, and impartially Discharge my duties. Discharge my duties as a member of as a member of the Rexville Charter Review Commission. The Rexville Charter Review Commission. As I shall answer to God. As I shall answer to God. Thank you all very much. We're going to send around your oath, and if you would please sign it and return it to Christy before the night's done, Mr. Manager, just send those around. Next, uh, roll call, if you would, there, please. Uh, Kristen? Daniel Bender? Here. Michael Berlin? Here. Teresa Leash? Here. And if I mispronounce your last name, please correct me. I'm sorry. It's Lesh. Lesh. <laughs> Denise Golick? Here. Jill Mansfield? Here. Eric Church? Here. Stephanie Simone Bartos? Here. Greg Skeljack? Here. And Jessica Vita Clow? You're all here. Uh, let's just begin by uh, having you elect uh, your chairman, and then your vice chairman, and a uh, and a secretary. So, uh, if you would, are there any nominations for uh, for chairman? Isn't that great, Shelf? Not yet. Nominate. <laughs> <laughs> I will make a nomination. Greg Skeljack for chairman. I second that nomination. Are there any other nominations? And is there a motion to close nominations? So moved. Is there a second? Second. second. All those in favor of closing nominations signify by saying aye. 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 Anyone opposed? There needs to be now a motion to elect Greg as chairman of this commission. I motion to elect Greg. Is there a second? Second. Second by Mrs. Lesh. Any questions, comments? Hearing none, let's do the roll call on this one. 
Bender? Yes. Berlin? Yes. Lush? Yes. Golick? Yes. Mansfield? Yes. Church? Yes. Simar Simone Bartos? Yes. Scaljack? Yes. Vita Clow? Yes. Uh, congratulations, uh, Mr. Chairman. It passes unanimously. <laughs> or condolences, right? <laughs> In the end. Uh, why don't I yield to you and uh, why don't you run the next two? Uh, Absolutely. And then we'll go back to the beginning. Sure. And again, thank you all for uh, taking part in this process. Um, I think you'll all enjoy it throughout the uh, next several months and several meetings. Um, I think you're going to learn a lot about our city government and uh, how things work, and hopefully we can uh, add a few things that might make it, uh, make it even better and a, a little more efficient. So um, it's a lot of work, but it will be well worth it uh, in the end, and I um, appreciate everyone's uh, support as uh, being your chairman and uh, work hard at, at making this a good process. So we have two more uh, positions uh, to elect. That's our vice chairman and then our secretary. Um, vice chairman obviously would kind of step into this role if I can't be at a particular meeting or what have you. So um, do we have any nominations for anyone to be vice chairman, chairwoman, chairperson, whatever the right terminology is nowadays? I nominate Dan Bender. Second. <laughs> Are there any other nominations for vice chairman? Hearing none, I'll make a motion to close nominations for vice chairman. Do I hear a second? Second. Motion by Scaljack, second by Berlin. Uh, roll call. Bender? Yes. Berlin? Yes. Lush? Yes. Golick? Yes. Mansfield? Yes. Church? Yes. Simone Bartos? Yes. Scaljack? Yes. Vita Clow? Thank you. The uh, nomination process is closed. Uh, I'll make a motion to nominate uh, Dan Bender as vice chairman. Do I hear a second? Second. Uh, uh, motion by Scaljack, second by Golick to nominate Dan Bender as vice chairman. Uh, roll call. Bender? Yes. Berlin? Yes. Lush? Yes. Golick? Yes. Mansfield? Yes. Church? Yes. Simone Bartos? Yes. Scaljack? Yes. Vita Clow? Yes. Great. Congratulations, Dan. You are vice chair. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and then moving on for uh, secretary, um, do we have any nominations for secretary? I'll nominate Gary. Okay. Uh, second that. <laughs> uh, any other nominations for secretary? Hearing none, I'll make a motion to close nominations for secretary. Do I hear a second? I second. Okay. Motion by Scaljack, uh, second by Berlin. Uh, roll call. Bender? Yes. Berlin? Yes. Lush? Yes. Golick? Yes. Mansfield? Yes. Church? Yes. Simone Bartos? Yes. Scaljack? Yes. Vita Clow? Yes. Thank you. Nominations are closed. I'll make a motion to. Uh, nominate and elect as secretary eric is it church is that a, correct eric church and uh do i hear a second 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 by bender uh, motion by scaljack second by bender um roll call bender yes berlin yes flesh yes Golick. yes mansfield yes church yes simone bartos yes scaljack yes and vita Clow. yes great congratulations eric you will be our secretary um and then for these, um, make sure that you're signing the correct ones that have your name on it. Um, so just review, yeah, you want to 
check that one. I know I saw that yours was on mine, Eric. So just I scratched your name off on mine, and that one's yours, Joe. We'll get you a new one for the next meeting. Yeah, no that's fine. I had my first name was wrong on mine, so I crossed it off and wrote the first correct first name. I'm sure there's a nice David Bender somewhere. <laughs> you got a big family. Okay, um, moving here along on the uh, agenda, we'll have our introduction and charter review process by Mayor Ruby. Thank you very much. Um, the charter review process began in 1956. Uh, and as you will go through your book, and I'm going to go through the book with you in a second, you'll see that there was the next charter review was in 1963 after we became a city. In 1956, we were a village. In 1963, they had already attained the status of the city. Uh, the charter then was to be every 10 years after 1963, and that's exactly what has happened. 73, 83, 93, 03, 13, and now in 23. Uh, the charter is the constitution somewhat, or the framework of our government. Everything relates back to the charter in one way or another. Uh, departments are created, job descriptions are made, duties, responsibilities are made. You will see that throughout the charter, uh, it directs the government on how it governs. Uh, in your book, what we've uh, put together, and I want to commend uh, Kristen Corey for doing a great job. Uh, the first thing is the letter that I, I addressed to you. Uh, I noticed in the minutes that the first charter review that uh, I spoke at, I spoke for two hours. Uh, I just want you to know that's not going to happen tonight. Uh, you'll sort of giggle at some of uh, uh, some of the things that happened in in, uh, uh, in the charter review uh, meetings. So I hope that you understand. Uh, don't take yourself too seriously, but please take the responsibility uh, seriously. Uh, there is the resolution that was passed by council. It then goes into the directory. Uh, there is the membership of this current uh, commission. Uh, it has your email addresses. Please check that over and make sure that we didn't make any uh, any nasty mistakes. I see uh, Dan Bender is uh, Daniel Bender, and I believe that is correct. But please look that over. If there are any corrections, uh, let us know in, in the uh, directory. We'll be uh, altered. Then the next is all of the charter amendments that were proposed and passed uh, since 1956. They're all listed there in chronological order for you that you can relate back. And then I won't go further other than to say each year you have the charter as it was then, the meeting of the charter, uh, the minutes of the meetings of the Charter Review Commission. You'll see how each Charter Review Commission handled its duties. Each one of them were different. No one seemed to model themselves after one or another, and they sort of did their thing, uh, and you should too. Uh, at the end, you'll see that it was uh, presented to the electorate. Eventually, what your, what your work is here is to put together recommendations to City Council to place on the November 2023 ballot. Uh, council does not have the authority, per the current charter, to 
to revise, to change, or reject anything that you submit. So whatever you submit to city council, they will in, in place on the ballot. Mr. Matty will uh, go into that in detail, I'm sure, talking about legalities of these things. But uh, you'll also publish a booklet uh, that will be sent to the electorate. Uh, that booklet lists all of the charter uh, changes that are being recommended. And I remember what Paul Grau said to the first charter review I was on. He said, you don't necessarily need to do anything. You don't necessarily need to revise the charter. Not one charter review ignored that. <laughs> And uh, they just went ahead and did what they wanted to do. So, you know, you can make no change or you can make change. Every one of them made some kind of a change along the way. But the booklet is put together. It's mailed to the electorate. They see exactly what the ballot language will be. They see exactly what the ordinance was. And they see a description of what the charter amendment is. And the chairman normally writes on behalf of the commission or the secretary with the chairman, they write the, uh, the description. Uh, Council member Beth Savage uh, is uh, chairman of legislation, and she will be here to help you in any legislative matters along with the law director. Our council president, uh, Laura Redinger, uh, will be at the meetings, and she'll be there to answer any questions regarding uh, city council. And we have in the audience, as you see, three members of city council. Mr. Kingston, Mr. Caruso, and Mrs. Kepke. Uh, council will be stopping in from time to time, if not most of the meetings. Uh, they like to listen in and hear firsthand what your deliberations are and what the public says to you. Uh, the public will come in and will make comments and will make suggestions to you. Uh, already we have a, a document that has been prepared by a resident uh, going through the charter and making several uh, recommendations to you uh, that you can consider uh, in your in your deliberations. One good thing that you need to know is you are not going to be compensated for your your service. <laughs> you are doing this as a uh, um, as a community service. Uh, there is no compensation to you. Um, you are expected to do what you think is the, in the best interest of the city. Normally, the mayor appoints the nine members to the Charter Review Commission. It's been my history that from the very first one to now, I've asked city council, each member of council, to appoint someone to me that I appoint then to council. And council has adopted those Charter Review Commissions. So some of you I've never met before until tonight. Uh, you are here because your councilman had faith in you and thought you would best serve uh, the community or you were one of the three people that I had the opportunity to interview and select out of a, a group of people so you know I thank you for your willingness to serve uh, I hope that you uh, feel that you can speak freely you make up your own mind you're not going to have me call you and say look would you support this it's not going to happen it's going to be what you decide in your deliberation with your colleagues. It'll be up to the Charter Review Commission, not City Council, not the Mayor. It's up to you and the voices of the citizens who come forth and make recommendations to you. 
And there will be some. There's no question uh, about that. There will be a permanent record of our meetings. Uh, they'll be on videotape. Uh, this is being streamed out to the community right now. Uh, this is the first time since this room has been renovated that we're using it, but effective in October. This will be the room for all meetings except the council meetings, and council will continue to use the Ralph W. Biggs Council Chambers for their meetings. All other meetings of boards and commissions will be here. Uh, again, as I said, it's streamed to the community. Uh, there will be a uh, record taken of it, minutes uh, made of the meetings. Uh, so our electorate can come in and visit or uh, look at the minutes, have the minutes, a copy of the minutes. Uh, they'll be posted online once they're approved. Uh, also, the, uh, the showing of the video will be made available to anyone who uh, missed it. It'll stay online until your next meeting, and then continuing in succession, they'll be there. So uh, everything that you say and you do will be uh, streamed out to the community, and, and we think that's a good, uh, a good practice. Uh, and again, there will be a permanent record. Uh, you're supposed to finish your work in nine months. Uh, this is 2022. Why are we starting now? Well, at the last charter review, we found out and realized that the county had changed the ballot and they had moved it back, uh, the deadline, for filing uh, anything that was going to go on the ballot in our community. So they took two months out of the process, basically, from us or nearly that. So uh, you, uh, you have nine months, so here they are. They're starting now. And the Charter Review uh, made the recommendation and, and an ordinance was created that the first meeting of the Charter Review or the Charter Review would be appointed on September 1st, 2022 for 2023. So uh, you'll be meeting now and I'm sure the Chairman will discuss when your meetings and how your meetings will be, which is something that's up to you. There's no guidelines on that. And he'll go into that, uh, into that detail with you. Um, there will be, as I said, a published document. Your name will be on it. You may get calls from the citizens. I'll let Mr. Maddie address that on how you want to handle that. Uh, and he'll also talk to you about uh, uh, certain other things like Facebook and, and social media. Um, over the years, various things have been brought up before the uh, before the commission. And I think most of you probably know what they are, but just a, a, a few of them, I, I look back and over them, and they always seem to be the same ones coming up. Uh, term limits was always one of the first things that was brought up. Um, the uh, spending caps, how much um, a certain employee of the city has the ability uh, to spend. Uh, the people that wrote the original charter uh, decided that they would cap what kind of spending went on uh, by the government just to the day-to-day -day spending. And uh, that usually comes up. Uh, the charter review created the purchasing department. Uh, there wasn't a purchasing department. It was the service director before that, and they created a purchasing department. That had been discussed at three charter reviews, and finally at the... The third one, it uh, was put on the ballot and passed uh, unanimously. Uh, mandatory referral. Um, Mr. Maddie, I'm sure will explain all of that, but mandatory referral is, is mentioned a couple times in the charter, and that's always been an issue 
you know, uh, for the electorate to want to perhaps modify. In the last election, uh, the Charter Review recommended that anything at the, the zoning at the south end in the industrial area could be rezoned by city council and didn't need to go to the electorate. And it was, it was beaten down by the, by the public who said, no, we want to retain our right to uh, decide all zoning issues, uh, a right that they gained through a charter amendment back in the, uh, in the late 70s, or 73 to be exact, I'm sorry. So um, that could come up again. Some people question that. Procedures of boards and commissions uh, sometimes come, uh, comes up. Um, also, uh, wording, words that are in the charter. Some people like to change them. Uh, we passed uh, one, I think two charters ago, that made all of our legislation gender neutral. So instead of saying the mayor, he, it was the mayor. And you wouldn't say he and, you know, or she, the mayor, and the member of council, and the finance director. And you wouldn't say she, you would say the finance director, and you would keep it gender neutral. Um, for the most part, that's the way we write our uh, government uh, documents. But sometimes you'll see that uh, uh, that won't be followed. But it's, it's not been a really big issue as it was then, but it's still the law. And sometimes that does uh, come up. And then there are other things that, that uh, people will bring up, uh, the, the electorate. And the law director will let you know whether what they're asking for may be against, uh, you know, the Ohio law or the Constitution of the state of Ohio or against, you know, what the Supreme Court has ruled. Uh, so that's why it's really important that the law director uh, be present and help you with uh, issues regarding the law. If you wish, if you wish, you can call the mayor before you, you can have the, any of the directors before you, uh, council before you, uh, anyone you want to ask about their department or ask if they have any recommendations on any revisions uh, to the charter. If you want to do that, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. That's up to you. Uh, almost every charter review has brought council, the mayor, and the department heads forward and uh, let them explain about what they do and what their department does and if they have any recommendations. And then they also ask them questions about, you know, this is a proposal, what do you think of this? Uh, I remember uh, in the last one, almost each and every member of the administration was asked, do you think the spending limit of $3,000 is too much, just right, or too little? And um, each one of them had their answer. And uh, some answered uh, in, in saying it's great the way it is. Uh, no one said make it smaller, and a couple said make it a little larger, and explained why. Um, and that'll, that'll come up too. And we, we tell uh, each and every department head or any of our people that are gonna come before you Say what you say what you think. You know, you're you're being asked the question. Answer it as you feel. You know, don't think that myself or any other members of uh, the city government, including council, are going to take exception, or they might disagree with you, but they're not going to hold that against anyone because they have an opinion. I mean, one thing that 
we preach in this government is respect of each other. And you know, sometimes someone has an idea and the other people disagree. But uh, you know, that's what government's about. That's the way your life is about. Um, what, do you, what, what should you do? Should you go home and start reading all kind of stuff about uh, the city? Are you going to have to do all that stuff to be prepared? I would say no. You read this book, look through the procedures, look what they did, and uh, it's, it's easy reading. Uh, it's pretty directed to the point. No one took um, um, extremely lengthy notes. So it's all there and it's pretty easy. And if you see something there and you think, boy, that, that's a good idea, write it down. Um, if people call you and have ideas, write them down. One thing please do is let the, the, the chairman know or during the meeting let us know uh, or let yourselves know that a resident contacted you or said, what about this? Because we want our residents to be heard and they can be heard through you, although they should not be in a position to try to influence you, but they're going to. There's no question about that. Um, but again, you do what you think is, is right. And uh, it's a great process. Um, are you gonna miss a meeting? Sure. You know, you're gonna, you don't wanna miss Johnny's game, you don't wanna miss this, you don't wanna miss that. That's why uh, we have the number we have. Um, Mr. Holub is our alternate. If one of you can no longer serve, and we've had that happen before, uh, he'll step in and become uh, the voting member. Up until that point, he has all the right in the world to say anything he wants. And in the last, I was saying in the last charter review, um, Neil, uh, um, was it Neil? Brennan. Pardon me? No, not Brennan. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, let me think about it here. He was our planner then for a while. Um, Eric. Yeah, Eric Hall. Eric Hall, he spoke every meeting very eloquently and came up with a lot of great ideas as alternates. So, Mr. Oldham, I encourage you to be as active as the rest of them are. But that's why we have an, all, an alternate member like you have in a, in a jury. Um, Greg, you, uh, you've been through this before, and it's one of the reasons why we ask that you uh, come on this board. Um, and uh, didn't ask any other veterans. Instead, uh, you know, brought you along. You had uh, 12 years on council. You were president most of those 12 years. And uh, a lot of things happened while you were there that uh, eventually ended up part of, in part on the, in the charter review uh, in the last uh, go-round. So that's really all I'm going to say. Again, you'll read in the minutes I spoke for two hours. I learned my lesson. Better shut up and let the people do what they do. And, instead of uh, going through everything, uh, uh, including the, the weeds and the minutia. So I'd like to um, turn it back to you, Mr. Chairman. I know Mr. Matty is ready. Uh, I'll answer any questions you have. Um, usually there are some questions for me. If you want, I can answer them now. Or if you want to wait till the end, uh, Mr. Chairman, that's up, uh, up mm -hmm. to you. Sure. But thank you all again for doing this. I really uh, uh, mean uh, that I, I sincerely feel strongly that you're making a great effort and uh, it's an effort that's very very important to the future of the city and again by reading this you'll see what a uh, what a charge you have uh, it's a real um, it's a big responsibility and a lot of what you do can change the way the city is uh, is operating so thank you mr chairman
Thank you, Mayor. Um, and throughout the process, everyone, um, you know, the mayor and the law director will be here. Please ask them questions as we go. Um, for those of you who have never worked with the mayor, he is an encyclopedic memory and knowledge base of this community. So um, I know he's only been mayor a few years, but it seems like he has knowledge of, you know, 200 years of it. So um, use that resource and, um, and I know that uh, the mayor's more than happy to fill in and give context and, and background, and uh, I'm sure we'll be calling him up, um, you know, to interview him when, when time calls for uh, the mayor's review in the, in the charter. So um, with that, we'll move on to uh, Law Director Matty and uh, your comments regarding the process. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, so that the commission members have a little bit of a background on me, I, every time I say this, I get a little worried about myself, but... I've been in the practice of municipal law for 42 years, um, starting in 1979 and continuing until now. Um, I have had the honor of being the law director of Rocky River for 16 years, the law director in Solon for 11. I've been here for 11 years. I was a, and still am the law director here, and I'm the law director in Bratnall for the last 12 and I represent a regional council of governments by the name of Chagrin Valley Dispatch uh, for the last nine years. And during that time, I've had the pleasure and the honor of advising six charter review commissions. You are the second that I've advised here in Brexville. And your charge is very important. Um, and I don't know if I'm just biased because that's where I practice, but the municipal governments of this state, the local governments, do more for your residents than state and federal combined. I know that's hard to believe, but the fact of the matter is you touch more people locally here, and you will by your review of the charter, than any state or federal government can. Um, for those of you that know how we operate, we have ordinances in this city, which are passed by the respective city council. And the book is about four inches thick of the ordinances. This charter is pages, and that's it. But this charter is a hundred times more important than that whole book. Because this charter is Brexville's residents' way of saying, this will be our local government. And I'll give you an, uh, just a small example. In this community, your law director, your city engineer, and your finance director are appointed by your city council. In most communities, that is either an appointment by the mayor or an election or an appointment and confirmation by council. So that's just one small item that's in this document. So one evening, if you do have insomnia, Read this first. Read the charter first. Before you delve into the rest of this, as far as the history of amendments, read what's in the charter. And if there's something that you don't understand, write this number down. It's my office number. It's 216-621-2000. Seven zero, So that's 216-621-6570. And, and I will tell you this, um, 
And I know people that deal with attorneys, the complaint I always hear is they never get back to us. Well, I will pledge to you, unless I'm in the search for walleye on Lake Erie or steelhead on Lake Erie, I will call you back the same day that you call me, unless I'm on vacation, which is not all that common. But call if you have any questions. You can talk to me outside of your meeting if you need to. I will caution you, though, as to your members, make sure, and this might be the first time you have served on a public body, but in the state of Ohio, you have to be a little careful. And by that I mean you can't conduct by email, by text, by telephone, you can't arrange to talk to your other commission members privately. You need to do it here at this table. So if you have an issue that is in your head or you want to raise, raise it here. The other part of what's called the Ohio Sunshine Law, which makes you follow certain rules when you meet, also makes you follow certain rules with your private devices, iPads, telephones, Facebook, social media. Anything that you do on those devices that is concerns your duty here, you must save. You must save it because under the Ohio law, residents can ask the commission chair or the commission member to produce whatever they have, whatever public business they have conducted on those private devices. So my advice, which has always been to city council and to the mayor, is use your public forum for discussion. Do not use your private forums for discussion, or if you do, save it. Because we don't know who's going to ask for it. And if you don't have something that you produced, there's a penalty, there's a fine, and there's the possibility of attorney's fees being awarded to the requester. So my suggestion to you is, if you take notes, if you do anything privately, that's your business. But once you start to conduct business through a medium, you have to save it. Um, this process that you're going to go through is, I believe, Mayor, there's been seven, seven or eight um, charter review commissions here already? Well, since the I'll count start. for it. 56, 63, that's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is eight. Okay, so there's eight times the <clears throat> charter's been looked at, and because of changes in our society and changes in other ways that, that occur in business, etc., there may be changes that are needed. If there are not any changes that you think are needed, that's fine. If, they, if you do have them, the sooner that you get your idea to me, the sooner I can begin drafting. The only thing I will not draft is, part of my responsibility is, if there is an idea that is illegal, whether it be illegal by federal statute, which we cannot alter, or state law in certain areas, or case law, it'll be my obligation to get that to you so that you understand why we can't do something. Um, 
If it's not illegal, my job is simple. I'm the scrivener. I will put in words what I think you are asking me to do, and then you will have to tell me if I did it correctly or not, and we can revise it, etc. But this nine-month process needs to be followed. So come next May, we have to have our ideas formulated and writing, ready to go. Well, how is that done? By ordinance, city council will present, be presented your ideas. By ordinance, they will have to pass those ideas onto the ballot. Once those are sent to the Board of Elections, and they have to be sent in a window, no sooner than 60 days before the election, up to 120 days before the election, we have a window to file our charter amendments. Once they go to the Board of Elections, the Board of Elections will ask me for my recommendation for language for the voter to see on the ballot. That's not the final say. The final say is the Board of Elections reviewing that, and then the Secretary of State actually issuing what the ballot language will be. So we do have some control of that to get the process started, but the state agencies take, take it thereafter, and that's what our residents would see on a ballot. The ballot is simple. If the ballot passes by a majority as far as the charter amendment, it becomes part of the charter. And then that will go forward from that date after that election is certified in November of 2023 on for the next 10 years, unless council can, by their own action at any time, submit a charter amendment that they wish, and a citizen by what's called an initiative petition, which is circulated to
to send something to um, this charter commission, it would go to a singular email address, and that way everybody would see it, and it could be brought to the committee. Um, you know, my concern is if we're, or I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to use my personal Gmail address. I'm going to create something for this only, so that I can willfully separate it. Um, so my, 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 su my suggestion would be if you do receive contact from residents on your personal email, what I would do is, and I haven't asked her about this, but she's here so she can tell me I'm full of it if she wants to, I would send that email immediately to Kristen. Kristen has an email address here at Brexville, and then Kristen could before your next meeting, circulate not only to the chairman, but to all your members here what you received from a resident. You would then know that we would have a city email of that email so that if it does disappear somehow on your phone, we have what you sent to Krista. Dave, if I, that would work, Mayor? Well, let me add something. We have, with the city, as you know, there's info at brexville.oh.us. If you, you could refer that resident to that, that's just the city alone. That's our email. Anybody that brings information, it's all then on the record. You could do that. We'll also explore whether or not we could establish a charter review commission dot whatever and see if we could set something up. Right. I mean, my, that would be a suggestion potentially is a charter review at brexville.us. Yeah. Or, and I don't even know if it's possible to set us up with city, a temporary city email addresses so that everything is on your server. And right. uh, I'm just looking for a way not to step on my own toes, <laughs> mm -hmm. especially in the digital oh, yeah. world. Yes. Um, and if not, I'll create my own new address and publish it instead of the current Gmail address that I have on there just for protection purposes. Um, just as a piggyback on Mike's point, he's he's an IT guy much more than I am, but you know I've got my work email address in here, which is what I primarily use. But we've got some pretty good strong filters on there, things like that. I would hate for a resident to try to email me a suggestion, I never see it because it gets into the junk email or something like that, and then it's you know could, could create some issue that it was never responded to or addressed. Again, we could put it on our web page. We could put it out in all of our ways that we disseminate information. If you want to contact a member, send it to the, uh, the info uh, of the city or if we create another site. Uh, this was not as relevant 10 years ago. Uh, they didn't think about it. We didn't do it back then, and uh, it's very relevant today. Well, and, Mayor, if, if on that end, if you want to do it where all emails should come to the chairman, I'm fine with that. I can separate you know, my stuff. Everybody we'll work out something and make a recommendation yeah. to you. And I'm happy to help with the sure. possibilities if you. Okay. you know, Dave, let me jump in for just one second. Uh, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, something I forgot to mention to you is next November 2023, as other charter review commissions, you have the election of the mayor. You also have the election of council. So what you do is going to be issues upon how some residents are going to decide who they vote for, for mayor or for council. 
you recommend something and they go, Mayor or uh, you know, candidate, what do you think about the charter review and what do you think about this issue? What's your position on this? And you know, they have to answer and they might not agree with you or they might agree with you. But just so you know, uh, you know, that's also something that's going to happen and don't get yourself involved in the politics of it. Stay out of the politics of it. It's just the, what the recommendations coming out of here and not, uh, you know, based upon what Laura Redinger says that, yes, we're doing this because, you know, and I support Laura Redinger on this. Stay out of that, please. Uh, because if you do not, uh, you're opening yourself for a, a lot of criticism that you're not doing what is in the interest of the city, but for political reasons. I just wanted to bring that to your attention because, you know, it's going to be a pretty heated one next year, I think. Along with keeping out of the political fray, uh, something that the school board does when they receive emails is that one person is the person who responds to yep. the emails. I would think that that is something that we should do so that if I were to get an email and I forward it, that person knows that I'm not responding to them, not, not responding to them because I'm rude or don't want to bother them, but that someone else is going to yeah, I have that noted down as one of the things to start to talk about this evening as far as email communication, media requests to have it potentially all run through me as the chairman. Um, that's at least how I handled it with city council as president. That gives one voice, one point of contact, then, you know, we're all, you know, together then on how it's being communicated and we don't have, you know, Mike's comment versus... Jill's and then that gets played up in the media um, because the media guy will definitely look for any of those angles. And Greg, to go along with that, experientially or whatever, if we receive an email, mm -hmm. um, it seems to me that we pass that along to the group and then discuss it at an open meeting or have that person come in and say, hey, that, mm -hmm. since you've sent this, feel free to come in and talk about it instead of responding, oh, what a great idea. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And just if, if any of you get emails, just copy me on it so that, you know, I'm aware of it um, or however we, you know, decide to, to go on that. But, yeah, you don't have to get into lengthy debates on it. Just say, hey, yeah, we have your info. Thank you very much. Or our next meeting is XYZ. Please feel free to attend and, you know, your topic will be discussed uh, or will be on a future agenda or whatever. Yeah, Mike, that's a, that's a good point that you raised, Mike. Uh, if you do get an email, bring it to the table here and let the resident know that it will be, you will be doing that at whatever the next meeting is. I think that way at least the resident is assured that they're being heard. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you agree to do something after that is your call, but they're not being ignored. Because one thing in the public arena is if you start to ignore someone, then, then you're really going to have issues with whatever that person is suggesting and with that person. Uh, it does work well, as the chairman um, just stated, it does work well at our city council where Laura Redinger is the spokesperson for city council, the mayor is the spokesperson for the administration, and if they need input from either their fellow council members or if the mayor needs input from its directors, we give it to him and he's the responsive party to the media. Not that the media may be doing anything wrong, but they may be contacting two or three people to see if they can get a different opinion from one member as opposed to the other. This way, if you're speaking with one voice, that can occur, and it also will simplify your record keeping uh, 
that you have to have if you are going to keep contact with residents that record keeping has to be placed has to be in place for you the other thing that you'll be determining here in your next meeting or so is you need to determine are you going to hear from the city officials because of the questions you may have in your review of the charter and which ones are those we just need some notification of that are you going to have time in your meetings for residents and how much time will you give to residents to come before you some meetings may be longer because of that some meetings may be shorter um, in that there are no residents for that particular evening or are you going to go topical if you look at your charter you'll see that there's different sections a section on the mayor a section on council a section on certain directors which include me a section on your administrative boards here in commissions um, and other sections you can go by section if you wish that that that's up to you um, the one thing that you should be careful of is if you are into an arena that you don't really know what a meaning of a certain section is contact me and I can if I don't know it I can find out if the mayor doesn't know it we can find out but there's there's nothing that you can investigate that we won't research if we if we need to do that for you that's why we're here the only thing I would ask mr. chairman is when you set your meetings because I have here the first and third Tuesday of every month we have council so I wouldn't be able to attend your meetings on the first or third Tuesday and the third Wednesday of the month I have another council meeting that meets the third Wednesday of every month other than that I'm available any evening that that you would select so I would just ask in your scheduling that you don't set so I, I don't want to have a conflict with our city council here or my other council simply because I'm needed for those meetings um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else um, that I need to uh, advise you on and I, I think we've covered it all at least as far as how you're going to operate and I think you'll see after your first or second or third meeting you'll get into a flow and it's just a matter of when you want documentation for that issue my suggestion would be that if you have a number of issues that have come to you you start a log of those and at a certain point in time you will need to take votes to see if you want those produced in writing that doesn't mean that they're going to the ballot but you may want to have your fellow Commission members see what that looks like in a change of the Charter and then at some point in time you're going to have to vote on those for submittal to council mr. Maddie if I could ask you this question it's a scenario uh, that has happened previously and I think you're aware of it but uh, mrs. Jones calls up and says to mr. Glenn mr. Blaine could you get a couple of your colleagues from the uh, Charter Review Commission together and maybe uh, you know stop at my house I'm, I'd like to get my neighbors in we, we'd like to propose some things to you uh, if you'd be willing to do that so could you ask mr. Bender and mrs. Golick if they'd be kind enough to uh, uh, get together with you and come and, and see me at my house okay. Dave what's your answer on that? your your response would be a very polite declining but at the same time notifying that resident that he or she is more than welcome 
to come with their neighbors to your commission meeting. And there's a, there's a legal reason for that. And the legal reason is if as a commission member, you don't have to intend to violate the law, but as a commission member, if you set a private setting for discussion of an item and your fellow commission members thinks it's a good idea and you come to me and I draft and you pass that on to council, the end result of that private meeting nullifies your idea. It cannot be part of a charter amendment. It cannot be the law. The beginning part of what you do as a commission member all the way through the end has to be done here. No private meetings, no sequence of private meetings where you would meet with one resident and then another commission member would meet with the resident or another commission member would meet with the same resident. All of those meetings, all of that discussion has to be recorded here, kept, and then we move forward. And you may get someone who is completely naive about that concept and they think they're doing you a favor of a little more comfortable meeting at Starbucks or some other location. You can't do it. it. Has to be done here. So you get that, you tell them to come here. If their neighbors want to come, fine. If not, if the person just wants to come, that's fine too. Because it doesn't matter if one person suggests it to you or 10. It's the idea that's being suggested and that needs to be done here with discussion amongst all of you. Because somebody may have, think they have a great idea and until somebody says, well, but what about this? And the, the, the charter is long term. Another commission won't be for another 10 years. So a, a charter amendment is not to deal with something just today. It could last for the rest of this community's lifetime because it may never be changed, but it's got to be discussed here. Hey, David, going along with Jerry's example, what if I wanted to propose an agenda item? So let's say, hey, Greg, I would really like to talk about this email address thing. I'm not going to send Greg an email right now. Um, just because, but how do we do something like that procedurally in between meetings if we want to have an agenda item on the next, on the next meeting? How do we handle that? Well, if you want to have an agenda item on the next meeting, I would do it the same way as you're going to do if you get a call from the um, resident. If you have an agenda item, send it to Kristen. Kristen will document it and send it to all the commission members as part of their packet so they will see it before the next meeting. But that way there's no communication between you and other commission members. We'll do it through the same process. And that way, all of you will see it at the same time for discussion at the next meeting under a miscellaneous section of the meeting if that's what the chairman determines where it should go. Okay. Just keep doing it the same way. Everything goes to Kristen. I would think so. That way, there's nothing being missed, and Kristen will keep it so that if it's – it could be requested a year and a half after we're done. She will have it. If she has the commission's records, she will have that and it can be produced, you won't have to be bothered with it at that time. Mr. Manning, two questions, and I think the first one I think I know, but I just want to clarify. You know, we see each other out and about around town. I saw Greg at the Bees football game a few weeks ago, said hello. I mean, as long as we're not discussing matters related to the charter, it's okay to see someone and engage them in, in some a Absolutely, fashion. Daniel. Absolutely, you can okay. discuss anything unrelated to commission business 
with any of your commission members. Sure. And the one thing I would ask, please, Mr. Matty is my father. <laughs> please refer to me as Dave. But that is a question that sometimes people worry about. And that is a question that comes up more than you think, um, Dan. Somebody will see you talking to Greg, and they'll make an assumption that you were talking about this when you were really talking about, boy, that was a great touchdown that we just scored. So if you keep your... Then they'll definitely know we're lying. <laughs> Perhaps I should have said a basketball shot. Yeah, 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 okay. but, but that will happen to you, and you'll wonder, how, why did that person think that? But uh -huh. sometimes yeah. that happens. So if you, know, if you know yourself what you're talking about, and that can be explained as a private matter, it has nothing to do with commission business. Second question, uh, Mayor Ruby brought up the example, or brought up the fact that next November there's gonna be council and, and mayor election as well. If there are recommendations we're putting forth pertaining to term limits or something along those lines or length of residency, would that impact next year's election or that be on a go forward basis? If That's on a go forward basis. Yeah. Okay. That, that is on a go forward basis if that amendment passes at that election. That does not go retroactive. Understood. Okay. Dave, what's the de what is the date deadline that we have to have everything to you by? Is it June first or uh, May? Uh, sometime in May, um, so that the commission understands. Council reads those three times, and usually the deadline for submission, the inside deadline for submission, not less than sixty days, is the beginning of August sometime. So for council to read it three times by the beginning of August, that would mean that by the, they, they meet twice a month. So by the middle of June, they could have first reading. By the first week in July, they would have second. By the third week in July, they would have third. So if you follow that pattern, you'd have to be there by that middle of June. And so if it comes to me in the beginning of May, or the end of April, we could have this commission approve it before, um, you know, sometime in early May so that it can get to council in June. Okay. Yes? So you said that council can't say no to our, say during those three readings, the public becomes aware of something we proposed and there's outcry, a majority outcry, and the commission, can we change our mind? Or once we vote that it goes to you guys, it's done. It's done. You have nine months, Denise. And no, I understand, but yeah, I know Once you do it, it's done. Now, what are the options if that happens? Mm -hmm. There can always be an initiative petition started by residents. Council also has the right to pass their own charter amendment, which may be different than your charter amendment if they see an issue coming, but yours is going. If, okay. if, if, if however you determine your rules, when you vote on it, on, and it'll be vote on the exact language. So, Greg, I'm thinking end of April yeah. is when you want to have exact right. language with it, ready for a vote. And then we see in, 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 in sometime in April, beginning of May, that you take a vote if it goes. And, and Denise, you're going to have, um, when it gets to the end there, you're going to, you might get a public outcry either way, but that's what elections are for. It's decided then and you, I mean, you, you do your best shot and it goes on the ballot and the people decide and when you go through this look at the voting You'll see I mean they, they are some were very very close 
but most of them, the people knew what they wanted and what they didn't want. That's how they voted on each one of them. And Dave, on, um, to confirm, uh, when it comes to the actual election, it's just simple majority to pass yes. it. It's not like a zoning. Yes, it's simple majority to pass the amendment. Now, if we get into that zoning, we have different percentages. If we change that, it's still a simple majority to pass that that uh, gotcha. that simple. particular item amendment. Okay. Based off your experience, could we or have they maybe had some changes worded and voted on in January and some in February and March, or is it more of a all at once kind of deal? Um, if I recall, the in 13, um, I think there was one item, I think it was the mandatory referral one that went through various changes, but that wasn't, the, the stuff really didn't come to a head until towards the very end after, you know, as what, what I'll suggest our meetings and agendas should kind of look like, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel because, you know, prior ones seemed to, to follow suit and, and work pretty well. Um, by the time you go through all the, the sections and the interviews and whatnot, I mean, that's going to be, you know, six, seven meetings worth. And then by that point, we're already probably into February or March. Then you start narrowing down your topics that you feel are worth pursuing. And then once we've agreed that, hey, these are the items that we want to potentially bring to the ballot, then Dave will start working on the language. Then he'll bring the language if we say yeah that language looks good we'll vote on those um, yeah and they'll kind of come all for the most part i think they all came at once mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. and then like i said there was one in particular that had several different options presented um, and then once we figured it down to which option we wanted then dave kind of massaged it a little further um, and then it went to the public that one ended up not passing but um, we thought it would be a tough pass anyways but um, but it is now the other thing um, you know that we'll need to consider depending on how many topics potentially come up that we want to consider um, perhaps taking to the ballot last time I think it started out there was like 11 items um, and the opinion of that Commission was that's way too many um, and let's prioritize and then let's get it down to I think they got it down to eight if I'm not mistaken um, And they said hey these other three yeah, they'd be nice to potentially have but they're not Super high on the priority list. So they then focused on the top eight and then those are the ones that went to the went to the public to vote so. You have a budget and that budget is to fund what you do and what you do is you put together a brochure that addresses the issues, and it's sent to uh, all of the electorate. You must do that as required. You also would have a final public hearing announcing your decisions prior to that uh, publication uh, going out. You'll notice if you read the minutes how some handled it. Some said, um, everybody wears red on Monday. Do, do you agree that we should have that? Uh, and most of them voted, no, so they said, well, we'll put that aside. And they did it like that. Some others just went ahead and waited to the end, had a list of 20 things and voted on them uh, and, and decided it that way. So it'll, you'll find a lot in reading the minutes to give you ideas. And the chairman, of course, will be working on the agenda and try to set that tone.
Yeah, and I, I think you'll see as the process goes through, you'll see the, there'll be a topic or a handful of topics that are going to generate potentially a lot of our interest and um, discussion. And those are going to be items that are probably going to be ones that we focus on, you know, putting towards the ballot. Other ones may come in and you'll get a feel immediately like, I don't think there's anything wrong with what's going on. Let's move ahead with it. Or it's you know, not a big enough on. deal to change. Exactly. Okay, we're not yeah. going to change it from $30,000 to $3,200. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Craig, just to mention the materials that got mailed to the voters, that there's an example. Mm -hmm. there, all the examples are in here, so everybody will get to see what went out to, yeah. and the language, so right. you'll get a feel. Correct. Dave, do you have anything else you want to add? Well, the only thing I'll leave you with is the way that I've always tried to act as your law director. I've always tried to act in the best interest of the city. If you act in the best interest of the city, you're doing your job. Not best interest of this group or that group or this segment of your community. What's the best interest of the entire city as we go forward? That would be my recommendation is your guiding principle. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Okay, next on the agenda, we have um, scheduling of future meetings. Um, and I'm gonna pass out a sheet that uh, Kristen prepared uh, based on what everybody had submitted with their calendars as far as potential um, availability for everybody kind of through the, the next eight, nine months. Um, and can say on there that that has your guises the council city council here bza planning so that nothing's the same um i did not consider dave's third wednesday of every month so we might have to change something. yeah wednesday or thursday wednesday the third wednesday third, third wednesday all right we'll look at that but um if we could all kind of take a look at, at this i i think uh, you know this obviously gives us some dates that we know at this point at least that everybody is um, seems to be available on um, and again it doesn't have to be all nine or ten of us but you know as long as we're going to have uh, the vast majority of us you know we can start uh, planning but what I think we, we should do here is um, you know October and November I'd like to at least get those next four meetings scheduled so that we can really kind of get the ball rolling and you know go through a lot of uh, the meat of what's in the charter and, and, and the interview process and whatnot. Um, obviously, between Thanksgiving and, and New Year's, you know, we'll probably, like it's stated on here, probably only have one meeting in December with the holidays and, and the chaos that um, goes on between those, those six weeks there. Um, and then, you know, really pick things up again, January, February, March, and then hopefully have this wrapped up sometime uh, in April. Um, so, you know, the other thing we want to maybe consider, uh, the last commission did at least, um, which I thought made some sense, was, um, you know, not everybody from the public um, can make a 6.30 during a weekday uh, type of thing. Um, I think they had a couple of Saturday morning ones, just it gave a, a different time frame for people to potentially come to. Um, so that may be something that, we want to consider, you know, at some point, maybe throwing in a couple of Saturday morning meetings, um, you know, around 10 o'clock, something like that, um, which again, the last commission uh, did that. I know that 
it's probably the last thing anybody wants to do on, a, on our weekend, but um, I think we also have to be fair to the public, um, you know, between kid activities, jobs, traveling, what have you, not everybody um, is going to be available um, during the week at, you know, around dinner time or, or thereafter. So, um, you know, I, I think that that will make sense as we go to try and mix in, you know, at least one or two uh, different day or times where we can uh, be available. So, um, you know, from the these first four dates, um, if they're okay with everybody, the, the two October and the two November, um, you know, I'd like to probably move ahead with, you know, making that our, our first four. Um, if anybody, if you can check your calendars here over before now and the end of the meeting, it's just to make sure that those four days look relatively clear. Um, and then as we get into our October meetings, we can then finalize that December meeting and so on and so forth. Um, again, we'll have plenty of notification, uh, you know, to the public as far as our meeting dates, times, locations. Um, as the mayor said, all the meetings will be down here unless otherwise noted. Um, does anybody have questions or issues with these first four potential uh, meeting dates and times? Everyone good on those? Yeah. What, what are the dates, Greg? Oh, yeah, uh, Wednesday, October 5th, so next Wednesday, um, Tuesday, October 25th, Wednesday, November 2nd, and Tuesday, November 29th. Thank you. Mayor, are those good for you, too? I'm sure, sure they will be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You'll clear it? Okay. All right. Just uh, to be with you, Greg. Hey, it's what we're here for. That's what like we're here times. for. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we'll look to um, lock in those four as our first four meeting dates um, as outlined on here. Um, and again, we'll be putting uh, agendas together, um, you know, as we go. And um, I have some thoughts on, on those things. Um, so we'll move on to the next item on the agenda, which is uh, Chairman's comments. Um, and again, um, as I start going through some of these things, these are just uh, suggestions. We'll. Um, Dave, do we need to vote on, um, you know, the, the number of votes and the quorum? Is that something we should yes. technically vote on for the yes. minutes? Okay. Um, so as we start going through some of these things, there are some items on here that um, we'll need to vote on uh, before we go tonight. Really just kind of setting our ground rules um, so that we know going in what it is and what rules we're going to play by uh, as we go through this process. Um, Dave and the mayor had uh, hinted on, on some of them. Um, and I've jotted down a number of things um, that popped into my head and then in reviewing previous um, minutes and, and agendas and things like that of at least the last couple of um, commissions that I think uh, will be helpful for us. And if we feel otherwise or there's other routes you want to go, you know, please speak up and we can talk it out and, and hammer it out. Um, first thing I'll say is, you know, as we kind of conduct this, much like our city council meetings, um, all I would ask is that everyone be respectful. Um, we're not going to get into, oh my God, that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. You know, we may have ideas that are all over the place um, for one reason or the other. You know, express them and then we'll all process them. Um, you know, we can roll our eyes out in the parking lot, but in here, you know, we're, we're our kind of as a team, and you know, there's different personalities, different opinions, different backgrounds, uh, different experiences, and that's what's going to make this group come to a, a good conclusion at the end of the day. So, 
Um, again, there's no dumb question, there's no dumb opinion, uh, no dumb idea. Throw it out there, um, get your questions answered, um, you know, speak to the people who are involved as we go through it, council, mayor, uh, law directors, department heads, board and commission chairs, that's what they're gonna be here for. Um, so again, just be respectful of each other, respectful of the public when they come in, they may have, you know, off the wall ideas as well. And, you know, that's fine. Let them speak, give their, you know, their, uh, their case and, um, you know, and then we can discuss it from there, okay? Um, the other thing to start with, if you haven't been to a city council meeting, I would highly suggest going to one. Uh, when's your guys' next meeting? Next week, next, next Tuesday. Yeah, so first and third Tuesday of every month is, is the council meetings. Um, you know, 8 o'clock is the official council meeting. I would suggest, if you're interested, to go to their committee meetings, which start typically 5.30, 6 o'clock-ish, right? Um, and that's really where all the discussion goes on on the various topics by committee. Um, you'll be able to sit in on all of those things except for executive session items, um, but you'll kind of see how the process works and how that body works with each other. Um, and then you can go through the, uh, the actual council meeting at 8 o'clock, which is in some respects more of a formality type of thing where they're adopting the stuff that they've talked about in the, in the committee meeting. So, um, you know, the public will be at some of those meetings. You'll start seeing students coming now from their um, American government classes for, for that. And so, um, you know, again, I would suggest that if you haven't been to a council meeting to go to one, and that will help kind of familiarize yourself with terms and processes and the people involved, all the department heads are there, um, and just gives you a good idea of how things, how things work, okay? Um, we talked about the media. Um, again, I would suggest that all that, again, comes through the chairman so that we're all speaking on one, one voice on that, um, whether it's um, you know, TV, newspaper, magazines, you know, whatever, cleveland.com, um, I'm more than willing to handle all that, you know, for us. Um, if anybody wants to do it differently, I'm, I'm all ears, but um, it seemed to work for, for council. Um, it worked when I did that for six or seven years as president. So I think, Laura, you probably handle it that way now, right? Um, so does anybody have any issue with handling things like that when it comes to media? And no, request? we need a single voice. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> Um, again, everything is a public record that you're dealing with. So, um, again, we don't want to destroy anything that you're using, any notes. Um, as, you know, Mr. Matty said, with, when it comes to electronic communications, really want to limit that as much as possible other than, you know, hey, Greg, I, I, I'm sick. I can't make the meeting tonight. Like, that's fine. But any topic stuff, bring it here, okay? Um, and or communicate it to Kristen, and then she can communicate it to me or, you know, through Dave or the mayor, however you guys want to do that. Yeah, Mike. Real quick question about that, too, is if somebody is sick, does it make sense to send it to the entire group directly to Kristen or directly to you? Because if you send it to the whole group, then, like a distribution list. Oh, no, I wouldn't do a distribution list. Just send it to either Kristen or me just to notify that you can't make the meeting, okay? I'm high percent to do on this laptop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Most likely to screw this up. <laughs> we know. <laughs> okay. So again, um, just keep that all in mind. Uh, everything is a public record, so um, that's good. Um, you know, review the charter uh, that's that's in your packet. Um, 
especially for this first uh, meeting next Wednesday, um, because I would suggest that that's going to be our topic is we're going to give our input, ask our questions, kind of start getting that ball rolling on the actual charter, okay? And then that'll lead to the next meetings where we're bringing in by section, you know, department heads, mayor, law director, uh, boards and commission chair people, and so on and so forth, okay? But I think for this next meeting, read the charter, start jotting down your questions, your comments, um, you know, things you're confused on, whatever, um, so that we can bring all that stuff in at the, at the next meeting. And, and again, that'll get the ball rolling for us. Um, I would probably also suggest at a minimum that you look through the minutes and notes from the last two charter commissions, the 2013, the 2003. Um, and again, if you have plenty of time on your hands, you can keep reading back, but certainly the 03 and the 13 are, uh, are good ones to read. Um, I've already read through almost all of those word for word, and it's um, quite entertaining in some of the stuff. Um, but it'll give you an idea of how meetings typically flow. You'll see what the agendas are. Um, again, they're probably going to look pretty similar to what our agendas are going to be, because again, they seem to work, so we're not going to recreate the wheel. Um, and you're going to see a number of topics will come up again and again. Um, and, and that's fine. Some of, sometimes those topics went to the ballot and did not pass. Sometimes those topics were just discussed and never got pushed forward. Um, and again, if, we still, if this group feels that those topics should be discussed again, we're going to bring them up. And if we're passionate enough about them that we think that they should go to the the electorate will do that too even if they failed in previous years or you know what have you so um, as the mayor said there's you know several topics that will will come up um, you know wards term limits spending authority uh, some roles of uh, the boards and commissions um, you know things like that so um, as you're reading through the charter focus on those those areas uh, because again you're going to see them throughout the minutes of, of previous uh, commissions and you'll see pros and cons and yays and nays on all those topics and um, the people who spoke on them or wrote on them um, from both sides um, it gives a lot of good uh, good material so um, you know again focus on that for this upcoming meeting and um, you know, th that I think will be good for us um, couple of the rules that we'll need to kind of figure out um, here tonight is um, what we'll consider a quorum for our meeting and then um, how many votes to put an issue on the ballot okay um, my suggestion based on a couple of the previous years was uh, or the previous commissions would be you know we have as long as we have five people here that will serve as our quorum to conduct business okay um, I would suggest my opinion would be when it comes to actually putting a matter to go forward onto the ballot that we have at least the six out of nine of us vote for it uh, versus a five four I think that kind of shows that um, you know if there's six of us or more that have voted for it we, we feel pretty you know powerfully about moving that onto the ballot as opposed to a five four um, so um, that would be mine. Someone may say, hey, I think we should have seven or only five. That's fine. If you feel that way, you know, let's talk about it. Um, if you feel fine with the six, then, you know, we can make a motion.
motion to kind of uh, adopt those two um, voting rules, five for a quorum and six to put on the ballot. That would be my suggestion. If anybody has thoughts on that? No opposition for me. I, that's kind of where my head was, but. I like your reasoning. You know, five, four is kind of a, it's a coin toss rate right? mm -hmm. the way where six at least you have. Yeah, two thirds. Two thirds. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we need seven because then it makes it very difficult to do anything. Yeah, the, the other thing with seven, I mean, I hope that everyone would be here for the, the day that we're actually voting on it, right? I mean, I would think that we can control the, the, right, you know, the meeting time for everyone to be here, but uh, something comes up last minute and all of a sudden there's two people that come down with COVID, uh, you know, that day, and now we've got seven people here and it's six to one, it fails. Well, so then if you had a quorum of only five on a particular day and you were going to take a vote. We would not be taking the vote that day. Yeah, no. The next right. Right. The same could be said for six. So if there's six here, you could get six, but, but those three wouldn't. Yeah, get, I, it, say in it. we probably would not want to vote on things when right. we know there's going to be that. But again, you know, depending if we get pushed to the limit and it, you know we're up against a deadline, we may have to vote. So I like a seven. I was just going to say I would not be opposed to doing seven. I mean, the charter is supposed to be like our constitution, mm -hmm. and it takes a I don't know if supermajority is the right word under the Constitution to amend it or change it. So I think we should be really serious and on board with recommending something to be changed. So mm -hmm. I personally would vote for seven. Okay. I agree. That's where I was heading toward because it's something that is serious that's going to stick around for 10 more years. Mm -hmm. that's, and then is there provisions for telephonic appearances because of COVID and how the world is? Uh, Stephanie, there used to be. Okay. In fact, our council was able to do that um, for a period of time because the state law permitted that. That has been taken away. Okay. So unless that's implemented again by state law, no, you have to be here. Um, one, for discussion, and two, for voting. Okay. So that's the law currently. If that changes, certainly I would notify the commission. Okay. I guess since there is a, I would be interested in getting everybody's thoughts on five, six, or seven. Mm -hmm. Dan and I voiced ours, uh, Stephanie, and these voiced yours. I was kind of curious to see where. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm just, I just didn't want five. That's, right. I mean, whether it's six or seven, I'm. I just think it's something we can talk about now a little yeah. bit, a little bit more depth because yeah. it's better to talk about it now. Oh yeah, no, we're going to get the ground rules out. Yeah, for sure. So. I like six three because you have two people, you know, twice as many people supporting that than you do not supporting that. So I think seven two is a little extreme. I mean. Physically, hey, this is the way it is. This is our, I would be like seven, two, eight, one mm -hmm. kind of deal because I think it is. But uh, since we're just proposing to put them on the ballot or voting to put them on the ballot, the electorate is going to actually make that decision for us. We're just trying to get it out there. And, and my thought is, is if we have good ideas or even if we let that, you know, unpopular ideas go through, people in Brexville will ultimately make that decision. 
right? They, they have final say in the deal, and our nine votes are fairly insignificant in the city as a whole. So that would be my thought, is since we're not making law, we're just sort of saying, hey, this is what we think. A recommendation. A recommendation, but I don't, I'm not saying no, I'm just saying that was my original thought process. Mm -hmm. I'm also leaning towards the seven just because of the importance of what we're doing and bringing to the table. Okay. Joe? I would lean more towards seven. Okay. And I would lean towards six. Five for quorum, six for vote. Okay. <laughs> there we have it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we had what? Okay. Uh, Rob? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Rob, yeah. I, I would lean towards six for some of the reasons that uh, Michael uh, spoke on. Just thinking that, you know, this can go to the elect court eventually. Um, I, I, I don't think we well, that doesn't really help us. That's five five. So <laughs> I was doing that, and it doesn't quite work. But um, you know, like what if they what have they done in the past, David? Do or well in 2013 it was six. Okay, you know I don't recall what 2000. You've got a meeting next week. Why don't you think about it? Yeah. Yeah. Because read, what read the book, you'll yeah. Yeah. come no, back. I mean, I'm yeah. walking, much different it. attitude, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've read the charter, but yeah. I haven't read anything. Yeah. yeah, 2013, they did six. I don't know what 2003. Okay, so un to. understand when you come back. When you come back, think about it, and there'll be a, should be a motion made at the next meeting. Doesn't matter to me whether the motion is for five, for six, or for seven. But whatever motion is made, and I'm just going to pick one of the numbers. Let's say it's for six. If a motion is made and seconded for six at your next meeting and five people vote for it or the majority of your group votes for it, it'll pa that passes. So you set your ground rules by a majority. The right. rules for what items are going right. to the ballot is what you're talking about. Correct. So whether or not, if you feel strongly about seven and somebody wants to make a motion and second seven and we take a vote and it doesn't pass by a majority, then you retrench and take a motion for another number until you have a number that passes. Mm -hmm. And it has to be at least a majority. Yeah. The number has to be at least five. I think we can vote on quorum. Yeah, we'll do the, yeah. the quorum yeah. one. I will say this. In, when you look through the minutes, you will see, I don't recall any of the ones that I've looked at where it, the vote's not unanimous. I'm not saying that, we, you know, your vote's going to be unanimous. I'm just saying when it comes time... You know, for the rubber to hit the road, everybody is on board with it. Right. Which is what we're really hoping for. Of course, of course. Now, that's not, you know, don't, let's not go into it saying, oh my God, if we've got one person that's out, we're not going to push it. No, you know. But, um, you know, again, as you look through it, you'll see all of those items get, you know, presented unanimously from, from the group. Okay. Um, and again, if there's that big of a, split potentially my guess is we probably wouldn't want to push it to the to the electorate you know even even i mean even six three is starting to get to the point where you're kind of like mm, you know i mean there's obviously going to be a lot of debate on topics if it's that pushy you know what i mean so just think about it and then you know we'll no, we can, we'll figure that, we'll no, do that. No, I think it, That's if fine. we put that as an agenda item. Yeah, just again, just think about it. Um, that was rolling in the back of my head, too. We want to have this united front, and if mm -hmm. we have this divide amongst us putting something in front, yeah. the council in front of the city, that gives me pause. 
Yeah, no, no for sure. That's a great point. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we'll we'll hold off on that one. Let everyone kind of think that one through a little bit. Um, but I would make a motion um, that for um, having a quorum to conduct the normal business affairs that we have five people here, then we can um, you know proceed. Do we have a second on that? Second, second by Berlin. Uh, roll call. Bender. Yes. Berlin. Yes. Leach. Yes. Golick. Yes. Mansfield. Yes. Church. Yes. Simone Bartos. Yes. Skaljack. Yes. Vita Cloud. Um, and Greg, if I may, just that vote itself brought one item to my attention under Robert's rules. If a motion is made at a meeting by a member and there's silence and there's no second, you don't vote on that motion. That motion dies for lack of a second and the chair will have to ask for another motion. So there's always got to be a motion made and a second before you vote. Is there an abridged version of Robert's Rules of Order that could be shared with the committee or the commission? Well, I don't know if there's a bridge, but there's like five, six, or seven editions, more recent editions than the first. So, Kristen, do you have the most recent edition to Robert's Rules, or can we get it for the commission? I can have it for the commission at the next meeting. Please, let's yeah. do that. That'd be great. A um, couple other things here um, regarding... Um, meetings and how to kind of proceeds on, proceed on things, um, the main being uh, public input. Um, it'd be my opinion that we have on every agenda a segment for the public to add their input. Um, you know, the, the question would be where in the agenda do we want to have that? Do you want to have it at the beginning? Do you want to have it somewhere in the middle? Do you want to have it towards the end? My thought would be to have it at the end, similar to how council meetings are, are done. When there's a when we go th we f we finish all of our agenda items, then open things up to the public after you know they've either listened to the topics that we've been discussing, and or um, they bring things to our attention at, at that time, whether it be speaking or they you know present a, a document in, um, in writing for us to consider either you know then or at the, likely at the next meeting. Um, and then whether or not we want to put certain time limits on on that, which I would highly suggest. Otherwise, you know, we could be here till midnight some nights. Um, some of our eloquent um, residents who would like to go on and on, but um, I would suggest maybe at max five minutes per person. You know, they got to get to the point, get their stuff out. Um, you know, suggest that they have something in writing to us perhaps beforehand. Um, you know so that we kind of have an idea of what they'll be bringing, you know, to our attention. Um, but again, that doesn't have to be a mandatory thing, but I, I, I think it is important to have, you know, at every meeting a, a public, um, you know, time for them to, to speak. But limiting that so that we can carry on with our business and, um, you know, get out of here in a relatively early time, if possible. Does anybody have thoughts on that? Is it possible to have them? Pre-scheduled, so in other words, we don't have nobody one day, and we have 50 people another day. Um, I don't know that we can pre-schedule it. Um, you know, the, we'll have agendas posted. So for people who have, um, you know, if they're very interested in uh, role of the finance director or term limits or whatever, we'll be discussing those sections um, of the charter, and that 
stuff will be posted on our agenda. Um, they can obviously see that well in advance, and if they want to come for, for that and whether listen or add their input at, at the end, um, you know, we can do that. Um, Mayor, how have any other ones done in the past? Things were different back then, I know, because there wasn't as much electronic way of communicating, but how were things done with the public? Did you, did the former commissions have people send something in writing to the commission well, beforehand? Well, some people chose to come into the meeting and address the commission and had their mm -hmm. their comments in writing and would hand them to them. Some would come, just sit and start to put their hand up and ask questions. Uh, others came prepared with a, with a lengthy speech and said they wanted this, this, and this to happen. Yeah. Um, we. We also got several letters where the folks didn't want to come to the meeting, just want to submit it in writing and ask that it be on the agenda yeah. and be discussed. That might happen because we're streaming them. Yeah. Some people, you know, stay home and ask that you read their letter. Yeah, and so. that's fine. And Greg, do you think we'll be looking at it by, based on experience, right, subject to change, do you think we'll be looking at it by sections in general terms? So does it make sense that if we're covering two sections in one item, I'm just mm -hmm. going to throw that out there, that we have a small window at the end of each section, or way to the end. I mean, I, I originally leaned towards the end just because let's get ourselves done. Yeah, that, um, that's my thought. Right. My, my only thought is, though, if I'm a resident and I want to talk about term limits, for example, and I come in, we go through the process, motions made, we vote on the term limits, then they have the opportunity to mm -hmm. talk about it. It feels like, well, what's the point of this? Yes, yeah, I'll put it this way. I don't see us voting the night that we discuss something. We're not going to be voting. on. I mean, that's going to be several meetings down the road when yeah. we're talking about proposals. So, so there will be plenty of, like, if someone has an issue that they want to talk about term limits and we talk about term limits on October 25th, and they don't come until January 4th, and that's when they bring their term limit input, that's totally fine. Right. Right? Because okay. we're not going to be doing We're not going to be doing April. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. we're not going to be finalizing that kind of stuff. Now, we may have an idea that, hey, that's a topic we're probably going to look to, you know, bring to the electorate, but it's not going to be a, a finalized thing until further down the line. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be further down the line, I would think. Would everyone be okay with public at the end of the meeting? Yes. Um, a five-minute time limit per person? I think that probably would be sufficient, right? And then obviously anything that they have in writing, they can give to us, and then you know we'll tell them we'll review it and you know talk about it at the next meeting when it's kind of a commission roundtable or matter other matters deemed appropriate type of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Could we have a motion on that? I will make a motion uh, to have public input at every meeting limited to five minutes per presenter. Do I hear a second? Second. Second by Lesh. That motion was by Scaljack. Um, roll call. Fender? Yes. Berlin? Yes. Lesh? Yes. Follett? Yes. Mansfield? Yes. Church? Yes. Simone Bartos? Yes. Scaljack? Yes. Vita Klau? Thank you. Motion passes 9-0. Um, what else I had written down here real quick? Um, talked about potential issues. Um, so the only other thing that I, I kind of jotted down here was, um, again, looking at how previous uh, commissions have 
basically started and, and gotten their agendas going and who we will likely be talking to and, and topics we'll be discussing. Um, as I mentioned, um, we'll kind of finalize um, this next week um, for the October 5th meeting, focusing on our input and our reading of the charter and whatever discussion may come from that. But then after that, really kind of going um, section by section and bringing in the people who are responsible for the day-to-day -day stuff of those sections. So, you know, you're going to have, um, just put myself in the eye, as if I can't see enough uh, with it. Um, you know, you're talking the rec and human services directors, the chairs of the rec commission and human services advisory board, fire and police chief, civil service commission, um, finance director, purchasing director, service directors, uh, building commissioner, planning uh, chair, board of zoning appeals chair, um, board of design, telecommunications, uh, the legislation committee of council, council, clerk of council, law director, mayor, um, and then, you know, once we get through all that, those are the main, you know, those are all the players that, you know, will have their input. And um, I would probably suggest that we, um, you know, we'll send uh, letters to those people communications to those people saying hey at the October 25th meeting we'd like to have you there please submit to us in writing prior to that if you have um, thoughts or suggestions of things that should be um, addressed from your perspective in the Charter so that we have that in advance and then you know we can start you know, discussing with them and interviewing them as as we go and just kind of do that as we're moving through the charter, basically section by section. I think that makes the most sense to go as opposed to jump into the mayor section first and then back to section one and then to the law director. And you know, let's just kind of keep it orderly and um, you know, kind of go from there. Um, does anybody have any other comments or thoughts on how we should maybe proceed on that or does that sound doable? Sorry? I think having them in is a great idea, mm -hmm. and you know, with something prepared from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and some of them may say, "Hey, I don't okay. have anything but to add," your but they'll come anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yep, yep. Um, anything else from anybody? Mm -hmm. um, council folks, have anything you want to add to make sure that we're going over? I mean, obviously, we'll be calling. At least Laura in as president and Beth in as um, legislation uh, chair, but uh, obviously there are other council people or may call you to uh, to the stage. So um, you know that'll be uh, good information. I think Greg, going along with that is I think David, you mentioned it to get council input as well. Mm -hmm. um, if we're going to see all the heads, maybe we bring council in as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I, typically the Laura, I yeah, I I mean. They can handle how they want to handle, but I know in 13, I had council give me if they had anything in particular, and then I came in as president to represent council in that particular interview session. Now, I think, I can't remember if any of them came as well, well to sit and listen, but that you would probably be the easiest. Council. Yeah, yeah. So. But as participation, I would expect a large, a large portion of the council to be here. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> What's another night? <laughs> right. Greg, if you, again, if you want, each department head will be made available to you right. if you want.
because most of them are named in the charter. Correct. Their departments are in the charter. Yeah, correct. Um, and again, I think that's a good thing for everyone to grasp that too, you know, to have them provide their input. It kind of makes the charter kind of come alive and see how it actually works um, or perhaps doesn't work um, from the people who are doing it, you know, day to day. Um, and again, just to reiterate my last comment before we kind of wrap things up, to kind of piggyback on what uh, Law Director Maddie had said, when we're going through this process, we need to look at everything, you know, big picture, right? Um, big picture into the future, more so. Um, you know, there might be topics that come up that are either brought up because someone in the public you know, can't stand XYZ council person or can't stand mayor, they've been on too long or, you know, you got to do that because of those personality issues, okay? We have to take the personality issues of how things are currently, you know, in place or the people that are in place, take that out of the mix because those things change with every election or with different department heads and, and how they do business and how a certain administration functions. We need to look at the overall structure of our charter and how can we make it as, you know, as tight a document as possible, make this as efficient as possible, um, kind of up to date with, you know, current standards. How does it compare to other communities? Um, and we can get all of that information from, you know, from the law director or from the administration. You know, if we want to say, hey, give us Broadview Heights and Independence and Parma and Westlake or communities like ours, size-wise, um, whatever, you know, any documentation that we want to compare and see their language or their setup, you know, they can provide that to us, okay? Um, but again, look at it from a structural standpoint and does everything flow properly? Does, um, is it consistent across the board with, um, you know, how things are written, how things actually work, when it's kind of going on in the day-to-day, -day. does it make sense, is it logical? Um, you know, you may find a few things in there that you kind of shake your head or, you know, say, I, this doesn't quite make sense to me. Why, why is this the way it is and is it working or is there a better way or what are the future, what's the potential implications of, because of how the thing is written, you know, can something happen even if it's a relatively minute chance of something happening that would be to the city's detriment, can those loopholes be, you know, cleaned up, okay? Doesn't matter if it has never happened before, we need to look into the future because maybe it's just by the grace of God we've gotten away with things or we haven't had the tricky situation come up where, you know, something could really bite us and, you know, mm -hmm. it's because we didn't address it here in the charter. So. You know, some people will come and defend certain positions and because they're intimately involved in it. Um, again, these are not personal attack. When we're, if we suggest something to be changed, maybe, you know, whether it's in the finance, the, the, the finance section or a border commission, we're not attacking the people who are doing the job. They're all doing their best. I'm sure they're working hard, but it may not make sense to keep things the way they are if, if that's how we feel. So, um, again, that's just kind of the mindset to take into this as we're reviewing everything, okay? Um, with that, I don't have anything else. Um, Mayor, any other no, comments from anybody? Uh, on the please position? take the time to for sure. over closely. 
yeah, this is this will be our Bible. So um, it's it's got a lot of great information in it. And uh, again, as we go through these meetings, um, you know, we'll try and keep it to a two-hour time limit as best we can. Um, you know, whether we start at six thirty or seven o'clock, whatever. You know, we want to try and keep on on task and and um, you know get out of here at a relatively normal time. Okay, um, we can always schedule more meetings if you know things are running late or we're running behind. Um, we need more time to discuss something that's not a problem. Okay, um, so unless there is anybody have anything else that they want to add? Hey, Greg. The only thing I'll add is a Brexville Government 101 for the commission members. In this community, the city administration handles day-to-day -day operations through the mayor and through our department heads and through our staff. City council gives us our finances and our budget to be able to do that. So if you keep that in mind when you review the charter, council has authority, budgetary authority, number one, and zoning approval authority to go to the voters, a recommendation from them to go to the voters on zoning issues. City administration through its mayor and its directors handle day-to-day -day operations and day-to-day -day issues. If you keep that in mind when you first read the charter, that may make some sense out of some of the sections of the charter that you're reading. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so again, Wednesday, October 5th, uh, 6.30 here will be our next meeting and then followed by Tuesday, October 25th and then Wednesday, November 2nd and Tuesday, November 29th. So um, we'll work on getting the agenda um, put together for the 5th and then um, the next agendas will kind of flow from there. Okay. Um, with that, I will make a motion to adjourn this evening's meeting. Do I hear a second? Second. Second by Golic. Uh, roll call. Fender? Yes. Berlin? Yes. Leash? Yes. Golic? Yes. Mansfield? Yes. Church? Yes. Simone Bartos? Yes. Skeljack? Yes. Vita Clow? Yes. Great. Meeting adjourned. <laughs> <laughs>